What's up guys? Welcome back to another episode. Um, today Dave and I want to specifically chat about uh, prayer. Um, and Dave, you know, for me, um, this has been one I've been wanting to chat about for a long time. And I'm really glad that uh, we're getting the opportunity to do it today. Um, and you know, I'm going to pass it over to you, and I just want to ask you this question, and I want you to kind of give us your thoughts of, what does prayer mean to you? <laughs> Specifically, Dave, what does prayer mean to you? Man, prayer, prayer me now is yeah. different than <laughs> what I grew up on, sure, sure. or what I think uh, I, I would have even thought a couple years ago. And I'll just be honest with that. Um, some of that has to do with just I. Um, I thought very much that prayer was transactional, <laughs> just straight up transactional. And when I say that is, if I say something, I'm gonna receive something. It was definitely a genie in a bottle moment type of uh, type of feel. Um, so, you know, what I felt was I, I was a, Aladdin rubbing that little lamp and yeah. saying, hopefully God's going to answer my... Yeah. Hopefully God doesn't get declined. Yeah. <laughs> right? And so that's how I felt. And I think um, for a long time, that's how, how I viewed it. Um, but I think in more recent um, thoughts and conversations, and I've really been thinking about it a little bit more and realizing that it's very conversational. Um, prayer is very much uh, a conversation. Um, it's insightful. There's so much, there, there's a, there's a lot of, uh, richness in, in prayer. Um, but very specifically, I, I would say that prayer is me talking to, to God, you know, and some people, we could we could sit here and some of our listeners, Christians, non-Christians, uh, may say, well, it, prayer can be to a higher being. It can be to whatever you believe in, or it's meditation sure. and this and that. But it's a conversation, and it's a conversation. And for but for me specifically, it's definitely a conversation with God. Um, and more specifically, uh, having um, it, it is two. It's it it is two way. It's, it goes both ways. And um, where I really think specific to how I view it now is where Matthew 6 uh, he, the, is the Lord's Prayer, right? And we've heard it before, and we've heard we've had multiple conversations on it. Yeah. Growing up, um, when I was playing basketball, we would, uh, before a basketball game, we would always say, hey, let's, we're going to say the Lord's Prayer, and we just say the Lord's Prayer. And so eventually you had to memorize, and you were just saying it. It was... But it was no conversation. Um, but now as I look back and I reminisce those words and I think about what was actually going on, and I, you read that kind of that full chapter, um, Jesus even said specifically, he was like, this is how you should pray. And don't let, you, don't let your words just simply be words. Um, and he says, you know, don't let it be like how the Gentiles uh, speak, um, where it's just a bunch of full of words but really like understand what you're asking and what you're what you're also what you're saying in that mm -hmm. not just specifically asking so um where i look at prayer now is very much actionable but yet um it's authoritative in nature we've heard people say uh say things of you know 
words leads to actions <laughs> and mm-hmm. you know words mean things yeah. and it's very true and i think that's that's how i look at it is even though you know in, in scripture it says that, you know well god knows my thoughts verbalizing those and saying those things are also things that you know as you verbalize it it's helpful it's helpful to understand what are you really talking to god about and um, conveying so that's kind of where it means to me um is that it is very conversational uh in in that respects if that makes sense yeah no for sure i um so i want to read a verse um that i think will kind of help me express my thoughts um, on this topic a little better. I've got a couple of them, but this is the first one I want to share. Uh, this is Philippians 4, um, 6 through 8. It says this, it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So he says right there in, in this in these verses, he says, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And you know, we said this multiple times in our podcast, and I think I'm, it bears repeating. And I said, if this book we believe is truth, the Bible is truth, we believe that this is um, God speaking to us. Right. Um, when he says, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, that means that our Father in Heaven wants to hear our needs. He wants to know what we're dealing with on a day-to-day basis. He wants to hear from His, his children. And I think it's absolutely vital for us to understand that we are... He is asking us to speak with Him by a, in a moment-to-moment basis. And I think a lot of times, you know, I've heard it, it's, heard, it's been said, and, and I can even say this for me. You know, some people would say, well, i got to get my life right before I can, can come before the, you know, a God and pray to them. I've got to be right before I could maybe pray, mm-hmm. you know, or... Yeah, well, he wouldn't listen to me because I'm all jacked up, you know, and so I, that's why I don't pray. Um, you know, and I would just say to to that listener that you know you have a God in heaven who loves you and cares about your every moment and your every action, and you have a God who knows you better than you know yourself. And he wants to hear you. And he wants to have a relationship with you. And since that's the case, he's asking you to talk to him. And I want to I read something else. Because I think this, this is extremely important. Um, and, you know, this verse comes from uh, 1 Thessalonians. And it's in chapter 5. And it's uh, starting in verse 16, and it says this. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God 
in Christ Jesus for you. And it says this. This is interesting to me. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies, but test everything. Hold fast what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. And he's basically saying, listen, I'm here. And I want to give you joy. I want to give you peace. All you've got to do is ask. And he's saying, don't quench the spirit. Meaning, basically, if we have this relationship and you can ask things, ask things, I'm ready to answer you and I want to help you and I'm here. I'm your Heavenly Father and I love you. And I just feel like that, that verse right there is such a wonderful reminder of we're to rejoice always and we're supposed to pray without ceasing. Um, and I don't know about you, Dave, but those, those verses really speak to me. They really do. Absolutely. Um, you know, and something you said that I thought was interesting, um, so to speak, is... And I go back to your first question of, like, what does prayer mean to me? And I think it also, again, I look at another reflection of, of Jesus in, in Scripture. And so, you know, I talked about Matthew 6, and this is Jesus. In Matthew 6, Jesus is talking to, to followers, saying this is how you pray, right? And then you go later on, you go into um, Matthew 26, um, six, uh, 26, uh, 36, and this is Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane mm-hmm. and his own and his prayer. Um, and the kind of specifically where Jesus is going and he's and he's praying. And this is basically the, the, the prayer where he's pleading out to God of like, take this cup away from me, like, I don't want to do this, <laughs> like, or you know, he's basically just. He, he's pleading with God, but he's 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 also coming to 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 his father and he's explaining these things, right? Him speaking that and doing that, I think is also can become it's a prayer is a way to self-reflect mm-hmm. as well. Verbalizing it is also important. Um, our self-reflect, self-confession, um, I guess so to speak. Uh, not to get into that in the sense of or negating from Catholicism or anything like that, but to really understand that confessing with your mouth of what your thoughts are helps to really reflect really what you are experiencing in that moment or what you're feeling in that moment. I think there's something to say that when we say that if Jesus, if if Jesus or God knows what what we're thinking is one thing, but when you don't verbalize it, it just wells up inside of you. And there is something about a release of when you pray and you, and you release that, that you're able to start looking at it differently. Um, it's a way to, um, and I don't say self, right. I'm careful to say self-regulate. Um, but it's a way of God has inherently built that within us to help regulate us. Mm -hmm. So there is something a matter of physical, you know, in our physical beings and how we are we are built physically. The way God has uniquely made us is for us to be able to have that regulation, and prayer does help with that. So it's not saying that you're, you're I will not, I'm, I'm definitely not saying that, 
you know, your your own God, or <laughs> you're doing right, this. Right, right. But God is inherently giving you the the, the ability to um, reflect and, and understand that. But what that does is when you immediately is also to understand that you can't do it without God. When you reflect and you do that self reflection, or you do that confession, or that, that you realize that you aren't everything that you're facing. You can't do alone, uh, and that that is th- it's only through God mm-hmm. that can get you through that you can get through that, um, and because of what He did. So again, when you go back to the verse that you were talking about, when it says in Thanksgiving, is thanking God for what He has done and what, uh, what and what He continues to do um, that helps regulate you and self regulate. So it, it is it's both and um, where God uh, God uses that through prayer to, to, to help you. Um, and so there's a unique, there's a, I wouldn't say, I guess I would say there's a unique mystery about prayer that does that. Um, but I will not, I definitely will not, I'm, I'm not saying that, Hey, you're, you're, you're healing yourself by no, by no means or, or anything like that. Because there, I think there, you know, that you've heard the power of prayer. And that is, there's very true that there is power in, in prayer. But I think what we don't realize is that the power of prayer is because of the way that words are spoken and what other things are side effects or side attributes of prayer alone that, uh, and just speaking, <laughs> what it does in itself. You know, I like one of the things you brought up there is the humility piece. I really like that because, you know, there is a, a part of prayer that is a reminder that God is in control and that we need him and his help in all things. And, you know, I'm so glad you brought up the Garden of Gethsemane um, in regards to, you know, Jesus' prayer and whatnot because, you know, something was said a little while ago by a friend of ours and it's something that stuck with me and I, I just really loved it. And, you know, if Jesus... You know, God incarnate in flesh needed to pray to his heavenly father while he was on earth in this life. How is it that we think we can go through this life without prayer and communication with our father? The God incarnate needed to pray to his heavenly father for strength and understanding and peace and all these things. Which means we we definitely need this, and this has to be a part of who who we are and what we are and how we how we uh, grow in our faith. And so now, with all that being said, Dave, I have a question though. Mm-hmm. My question is this: I hear what you're saying, and I understand it for the most part. But every single time. Maybe I'm the kind of person where I'm saying every single time I start praying, I get distracted. Or straight up, I fall asleep. Or I start praying and I'm like, does God even really care? What what why am I doing this? Can you can you speak to our listener a little bit about that and how you've have you ever dealt with anything like that? Have you um ever had those feelings or those thoughts <laughs> i would say one yes i wrestle with that all the time mm. i'll be i'll be straight up honest with you on that as I, I definitely wrestle with it i believe that you know you would probably say the same thing too uh 
So to answer that, I guess the latter part of your question of have I, have I faced that? Absolutely. Um, but to talk about the first part of your question um, on how to deal with it uh, and what that looks like is and what's actionable, right? Um, some of the ways that I, I and just more recent, which was it was kind of funny um, that we're talking about this topic. Um, I was listening to a podcast um, with uh, Stephen Furtick. It was a conversation piece between Stephen Furtick and Dr. Carolyn Leaf. She's been she's a person that um, has been studying the brain for for a while, and she talks about self regulation and stuff. And so that's kind of where our, some of my <laughs> my comments have came from. Stephen Furtick, uh, pastor of Elevation Church. Uh, they were having this discussion about like how do you renew your mind and how and how does this work right and but one of the things that she she talked about and I applied that more recently into just into my prayer life and I thought it was really crucial she talked about within the brain the the physiological concepts of the brain or the physiology of the brain is that there's about um, a 15 to 17 minute um, capacity where it needs to it needs to be able to recharge or it needs to be able to shut down. It needs to be basically unplugged. Um, it doesn't need to be around. And so that's when you hear like people talking about, hey, I just need to meditate for a while. I just need to have that because there is a re. It's basically like a reset button when you do that. Like that's why sleep does that and stuff, and it helps. But she's like, she basically was explaining like you need to take take time throughout your day to just reset. Um. And so what I've done is, and she was talking about like, hey, take your distractions, take this away. And she's like, that it's just natural for for you to do. So alone, you know, just relative to resetting my mind and my brain, I've started doing that where I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to I basically had anything that was electronic away from me, anything that would make a sound and got it away from me. Yeah. And I just unplugged right from everything. And I only and and what I do though is I set a timer just so that when it goes off, hey, it's been my fifteen, my fifteen, seventeen minutes. As I started doing that though, I've started building that into, to, um, my daily mornings and stuff. Just being able to say before I start to think about how the day is going to go, think about how what I wanted to accomplish, what and how that how it goes. So there's some self regulating that happens. But what I found is I've also applied that to my prayer, actual prayer life, where I, just unplugging away from everything has helped me away from those distractions. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that I would say is very important when it comes to how, as we're talking about our prayer life, is to get ourselves away from the distractions. Um, there is a, in scripture, so in Matthew 6, um, and, and we'll go back to that real quick. In Matthew 6, he talks, the, so Jesus is talking, he goes, and when, he's like, um, oh, let me go back up, up, so in Matthew 6, up right up at verse 2, um, or verse 3, he's talking about, um, about prayer, and he starts going into this, nope, sorry, I'm gonna go back down to verse, uh, verse 5, so he starts it with the Lord's Prayer, and he goes, and when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites. For they love to stand and pray in the synagogues at the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received the reward. 
But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they, they think that they will be will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you, you need before you ask them. Pray then like this. And then he goes into the Lord's Prayer. But what I want to speak uh, or bring specific attention to was what he talked about, about going up into a room and shutting the door and praying to your Father who is in secret. Yeah. That there's something about the stillness and quietness of a, of a room and of a closet or and we've we've joked about this and we've talked about that there's reasons why and you we've heard of the prayer room or that that quiet place and getting it and there's there's such there's something important about that because why he meets us in the stillness there's multiple scriptures where it talks about he's like he meets us in the stillness because he doesn't want to be in the busyness he wants to be in the quiet um because that's where our attention is to- totally to him. Um, we can talk about that all, all day long, but you know that goes also into Hebrews, where he's talking about um, in Hebrews four, where he's talking about the rest, and he's talking about being in rest. Um, he likes to be in rest. He likes to be in that in that peace. Why? Because it, it he gets to bask in that of knowing that he's, he's he gets to pour out his glory in that. And so there's something about when we're in that quietness that we see the glory of God. And that's what he wants us to experience. So um, I, I, there's multiple things with that. But I think first is removing distraction. Because when you remove distraction, you start realizing that you, you, you realize the glory of God. And you realize the control that God has in that situ- of the situation. Um, and then also, like we were talking about, like Hebrews talks about, it, it provides you rest. And there's something about that that immediately when you provide that rest that you're able to push forward and, and move forward. Yeah. And so um, when you're doing that, that's where that power comes from. That's where everything starts generating. The longer, um, you know, the way I think about it is how a car, uh, with the car battery, you turn on that car, that, that, that battery's getting recharged. The, le- the more that you let it idle and you're not letting it, and you just let it, and you're letting it run, yeah. that battery's continuing to charge. But if you just let it sit out in the cold, it, what happens? It just it, it dies off. Yeah. Or if you don't let that car run and you don't constantly start that thing, that it's it's going to be it's going to stay cold. So there's an importance about that being charged. But if you're driving that car when it's running stuff, that battery's being used. So there's something about having to just stop and letting that car warm up and letting that car run. That's why that battery needs <laughs> needs to charge. And I think that's why. Um, you know, that's the best way I can look at it as prayers. Like sometimes we have to, that's how that works, if that makes sense. And hopefully that makes sense to our listeners. Um, but that's the way I look at it and I view it. Yeah, no, I love that. And um, there's something I wanted to add. Um, because, you know, there's also the piece of, well, what if I don't even know how to pray? What if... All the stuff you're saying, Dave, sounds great, but I just, I really don't know where to even start. Like, who, who am I even praying to? Like, again, like, I, I get the whole, you know, pray because it's good for me and I need something. I get mm-hmm. that, but like, where do I start? And I, I just want to share a verse with you if, if that's where you're at. Yeah. And this comes from Colossians, and this is in the very first chapter. 
And it says this in, in, in verse 13. It says, He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of His beloved Son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by Him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through Him and for Him. And He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. And He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything He might be preeminent. For in Him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through Him to reconcile to Himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of His cross. And so I think, for me, Dave, I would say when my prayer life really um, began is when I had this understanding that my Heavenly Father sent His Son to die on a cross for me and that I, had this, I could have this personal relationship with Jesus. And when I understood that, the understanding that I have a Creator who it even says in his, in his scripture, he says, right in verse 15, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. Um, you know, I can't see God, but I feel Him. And I sense His presence. When, I, when I've accepted that gift of, you know, salvation, understanding that Jesus is my Savior, and that He asks me to talk to Him, to pray to Him. And so making that commitment to Jesus and accepting him as your savior that's where i think the communication really starts and then from there you're just basically expressing to him how much you love him and appreciate what he's done for you and on top of it you express your concerns for others and for things going on in your life and um, just thank thanking him for where you are and, and what you have you know, um, I think for me that's really where it starts, and that's where it started for me, and I think it's progressed from there. Um, and I definitely think that reading the Word, reading Scripture, has benefited me so much um, because this is the truth, and I'm saturating my mind with truth. And if I have truth in my mind, then that's what's going to come out of my mouth. And so. I hope just for our listeners that if you feel like, um, you know, sometimes when I pray, my I feel God is distant or I don't understand. Um, just understand that He's listening and He hears you. And He wants to have that communication with you. And He's ready to say yes uh, to your prayers and, and, your, and, and the things you care about. He really does. I think that's... Exactly what you said. I think that's where where it is, and uh, I think it's just just starting. That's the biggest thing. It's just starting and um, starting to communicate with God, mm-hmm. and as that happens, um, He'll reveal reveal Himself. Uh, I think there's something to say about just asking God to say reveal Himself and to know that He's there and to be able to have that conversation um, with Him. And I think you'd be surprised and be amazed um, of how he reveals himself. 
um, exactly what you, you were saying. I think that's what we can leave with our listeners. Um, and I know that, you know, there's multiple conversations that we've had on this, but hopefully this leaves a little nugget for them to, um, to build on. Um, but again, Hey, this is, I love, I love this type of topic. Uh, it's not easy. It's one of those that we we can sit here and we'll go, man, we can go down so many rabbit trails of what, you know, what it is to, what does prayer mean? What, what is it? What, what can we do with it? But really, um, we hope that this is encouraging, but yet challenging for, for people. Um, in this sparse conversation within households and within family to say, is our prayer life where it needs to be? Or are we, are we doing what we feel that we should do? Um, there's another conversation that I eventually want to have um, that I, there's a book I've been reading called Dangerous Prayers by Craig Rochelle. And I would love to talk about how it is to pray dangerously and what that looks like. And I think that will be a good um, segue for another uh, future episode yeah. that we'll do. Um, but to be thinking about that, what is it that we pray about um, and wh- what that what that looks like? So for our listeners, uh, you know, again, uh, thanks for listening. We appreciate you guys. We love you guys. And we'll talk to you guys next time.